This is the Coffee Commune podcast, where the coffee community comes to collaborate, showcasing today another of our Coffee Commune members. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Coffee Commune podcast. My name is Janice Elsley, and I'm the General Manager, Partnerships, People and Brand for the Coffee Commune. I'm here today with Kristen Jacobson from Connected Coffee. Welcome, Kristen. Yeah, absolutely. Connected Coffee, I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about what that is and just for us to all get a bit of an idea of what Connected Coffee is. Okay, so Connected Coffee is a 100% social enterprise. So we donate 100% of our profits to different charities and and social projects that are across the world that are helping people that are in poverty and helping people who are struggling with uh, mental health issues around the world. So the way that that works is essentially, you know, we raise great coffee and the people that buy it, the profit goes directly to those charities and where the company is actually owned 100% by a charitable organisation. So the dividends and the profits get distributed directly to the charitable trust and then that gets distributed to different projects across the globe. So it's a little bit of a different setup to a standard coffee roaster. And the reason we wanted to, my brother and I um, actually founded the company Officially in March 2020, but we uh, we had the idea back in September 2019 after after a few cocktails in the Philippines on vacation on a beautiful island. So we had the we had the idea to start something a little bit different in the industry because we didn't want to just start you know another another coffee roasting company because there's plenty of great ones in in Australia. So yeah, we wanted to do a little something different. So we started um. March 2020, unfortunately, we were a 100% e-commerce business. So we weren't really that affected by what happened with COVID. In fact, it was almost like perfect timing for us because there was more people looking to buy coffee online and we were 100% online. So that was a, that was a good start to the business. Yeah. So that's a little bit about us and about what we're doing. Awesome. And so you said that you guys were having a cocktail when you were away. What made you, was it the cocktail that you're having or what actually made you come up with this idea? Has it got something to do with the background? Uh, obviously, there's a lot around that social, corporate social responsibility piece around the mental illness, but is, has it touched you guys in a different way? Is that why you've sort of started to go down this path? Definitely. Well, there's actually two things. So it, was, it wasn't just eight cocktails. It was probably a few, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had the creative juices flowing. And um, there's two things, really. Like the first thing is I'm actually – I started in coffee when I was like 15 or 16 or something like that. Um, there's a small little local roaster up in Townsville um, named Coffee Dominion, and that's where I kind of got my – you know, got the coffee bug and started – started roasting coffee before and after school and uh, just really getting into that. And then I went into finance for about 10 years almost. And uh, I was coming up to a period where, you know, I wanted to make a change. So I had my finance business being settled and sold at that time. So I was kind of looking and seeing, okay, well, what's next? You know, what's the other thing in my life that I've, that's always been there and I've always had a passion for? And that was coffee. And uh, my brother had always been in the coffee game. He never changed 
from, you know, leaving high school. He's been in coffee for quite a while in different roles with different companies. And uh, so that was kind of just like a natural progression into, you know, what is it what that we were passionate about? It was coffee. And the other thing, and probably the second and the most important thing of why we wanted to actually do a, a model like this is because what we saw in coffee in that small community, in that local roaster, is that really coffee was a connector of people. So we could see a community of people that were getting together, that would you know catch up and have a coffee. There was all kinds of people that wouldn't normally meet each other in a normal sense, but because they were coming for a great coffee, you know, you had like a wealthy, you know, cyclist, like biker people meeting together with just, I guess you could say like tradies and stuff like that. So there was a big connection. And uh, one thing we found is that the coffee shop was a place for people to go if they pretty much had nowhere else to go or if they wanted to feel like they were connected to a community and stuff. So, and what we found was a lot of men that were actually kind of struggling with mental health issues to get out of the house or like just to get around people that would come to this coffee shop and have a coffee and feel like, you know, they were connected to something. So we wanted to make sure that we could contribute some way back to people that do really need help and what better way to do that through people drinking coffee like that's definitely something that people are going to do every day and continue to do so we thought well why don't we integrate these two things and help people be able to contribute as well as drinking great coffee so we've had personal family members that went through some significant mental health issues and so that's part of the reason why we wanted to help charities and organizations that are um, helping people with mental health globally. And the other thing is, you know, if you look at the coffee industry and, and the communities around the farming, the coffee farming, there's usually poverty going on around the surrounding areas. So we, w- we also wanted to help them too in any way we could. So that's a bit of the driver of, as to why we wanted to go down this route, yeah. That's pretty amazing, Kristen. And I think you sort of answered that next question, which I was going to ask, which was if you could solve one problem in your industry, what would it be? Well, part of it is being able to help in some way, shape or form contribute to the whole ecosystem of coffee. What we find and through our research is that there's a lot of coffee companies that are doing good things for, you know, the coffee farmers and there's transparency and there's like fair pricing in that and that's great but that's only one part of the equation we've got to look at the communities around coffee and also the people that are drinking coffee and so that i mean hence why we named connected coffee connected coffee we want to be able to connect people to more than just the coffee so if there's one problem that we could solve It would really be around helping people reconnect to what coffee is really about, which is about connection. It's about catching up with friends. It's about, you know, connecting with yourself and reading a nice book or, you know, having some time for yourself. And rather than this kind of trend of, you know, coffee elitism and coffee snobbery almost, 
which you're finding, you know, people finding like buying like $6,000 worth of equipment just to, you know, feel significant about, you know, how good they are about making coffee. And that's all good. There's part of that. But really, we want to be able to help people, you know, reconnect with what coffee is really about, where it's come from, and the story behind coffee and, and the people behind coffee. Yeah. So that's one problem we'd love to solve. I think that's really Amazing, Kristen, because you said there before, you know, coffee was the connection or coffee is the connector of people. And I think you've just summed that up really well in terms of getting people together, connecting people through coffee. So um, thank you. Look, mm-hmm. Kristen, what are your business goals in the future? What does that look like for you? Well, we definitely want to hit that at least a thousand kilo a week mark. Okay. So we want to do that in Australia and also in France. So, I mean, that's essentially, that's the immediate goal right now. Long term, we'd love to somehow do the Coffee Good Initiative, which is kind of like what we call the contribution. So, like, for every person that buys a, you know, 250-gram bag of coffee, we plant uh, six trees in India or give, like, two weeks' worth of, like, clean drinking water for people uh, in Tanzania. So, different projects. And we want to be able to integrate that into other coffee roasting businesses as well so we can make a, a bigger impact and have more people being able to contribute through coffee in that way. So that's the that's the longer term goal. But the immediate goal right now is to get at least a thousand kilos a week coming out of the roaster to uh, deliver to people. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen, I think um if all of the coffee roasters were like you, we'd have an amazing world because just that little bit of generosity and those tiny little things that, you know, each and every one of us can do can really make a difference to the world, right? Yeah. I kind of think about it as like, you know, when you're walking past the, you know, those that are trying to, um, on the street that are trying to hit you up to like contribute or donate some money and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit annoying at times, right? So I'm like, well, how do we get people to contribute on a daily basis doing what they normally do? And like most people drink coffee like three, maybe four times a day, right? So if they can contribute every time they're drinking in coffee, that'd be fantastic. It's a lot of money, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, completely agree. Now tell me, Kristen, if there's something, an incentive, a perk or any sort of complimentary service that Connected Coffee can offer the Coffee Commune members, what would that look like? What does that look like for you? What can I offer the other Coffee Commune members? Well, if there's anyone in the community that want that are hosting an event that's in some way connected to charity or social enterprise or non-for-profit, we're happy to donate the, or like sponsor the coffee for that event. So, and the reason we want to do that is one, because it's, you know, it's aligned with our values and what we do. Um, and secondly, it gives us some opportunity to share our brand and share what we're doing. So it's a, it's a perfect fit. So, you know, if anyone's doing like a, a fundraiser or holding a, a non-for-profit event or launching a social enterprise business, we're happy to donate the coffee for that event. That sounds fantastic. And I think I might also connect you with one of our not-for-profit members. It's Meals on Wheels. I think that would be a really good organization for me to connect you. So I'll make sure that I connect you with that member because I think that'll be really great. So Kristen, obviously 
you guys are working, you know, with many organizations at the moment. Can you tell me a bit of a story or can you tell me or give me a bit more info about, you know, a particular organization that Connected Coffee is working with and how you help to support them? Yeah, great question. So at the moment, there is a, a church in Brisbane that we're working with. They've got a coffee shop that we are not donating them the coffee, but we're giving them the coffee at essentially cost price. And the reason we're doing that is because these guys, are they've put the coffee shop together, but they've done that so that they can start to build a community for people to get together and connect and and be able to you know, do some socially responsible projects. So we've got a partnership with them and we're, well, I wouldn't say donating, but we're not making a, a profit from that particular deal. In terms of our contributions to different charities, so as of today, our giving impact, we've made 4,293 impacts. So the way that B1G1 works, uh, buy one, give one, is that essentially they get a platform of different charities and different organizations around the globe that they've like pre-vetted and gone through a sector two-tier vetting system to make sure that they're you know, legitimate organizations doing the right thing. And uh, every we can break it down to almost like one cent of a contribution. So say that we make, you know, $2.50 profit, we're able to take that $2.50 and put that towards, you know, different organizations. So I'll give you an example of what that looks like. There's a charitable organization called MSABI, and they're an Australian-based charity organization, and they produce, like, water projects for people in Tanzania. So we've been able to donate about 3,830 days effectively of access to clean drinking water for people in Tanzania that really need that. So what does that look like? What they do is they make these clay, clay-like clay water filters essentially. So in particular, I don't know how many exact clay filters we've been able to donate, but we've been able to link our donations to at least 3,000 days of access to clean drinking water in Tanzania, just to give you an example. So, yes, on our website, we've actually got a counter of the different types of impacts that we have made. And what we base our impacts on is actually the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So if if you go onto our website, you can see all this information here because what we want to make sure that we do is as a, essentially a charity, where you want to make sure people see exactly where the profit is going. So we've got on our website, you know, the different breakdowns of clean water and sanitation, reduced inequalities, good health and well-being, and that's in line with our United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So yeah, there's a little bit like a bit more detail about you know where the money's actually going and what we're using it for. The other thing is we, as a company being owned by a charitable organisation, we have to meet certain standards in Australia to continue to be a charitable organisation. So part of that is being transparent with, you know, where, you know, how much revenue we've made, where that uh, where that profit has gone and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. 
And it's pretty special. I mean, you guys are such a wonderful organisation, you know, with some really great community goals. And I think you should be really proud of, you know, what you guys are doing right now and, and what's yet to come and what you will achieve. And I hope that, you know, obviously us at the Coffee Commune can help you guys achieve that by putting you in connection with the right people and obviously helping to give you some of the skills and the support that you might need to really drive that business where you need to drive it for the good of, you know, for everyone. Definitely. Well, I mean, I have to give a shout out to Phil because I remember like when I first uh, met Phil, we met, did, a, did an online meeting because it was in the middle of COVID. He gave us the idea about being able to actually, you know, take what we're doing and be able to somehow integrate that into other coffee roasting businesses. And before that, I didn't really think about that. I was just thinking about how we can make an impact. But then when he brought that idea up, that kind of changed a, a lot of future planning for us. So, you know, big shout out to Phil for, for that conversation. One thing I do want to also mention here, Janice, is that, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we have with what we do is usually people are a little bit skeptical about what the charity is actually donating to. And, and I understand that because, you know, there's so many charities and there's some charities that have not done the right thing. So, you know, we get questions like, oh, well, you know, why are you doing this and why not, like, reinvest the profit and why and, like, do you guys pay yourself? And so a couple of things with that, yeah, we do pay ourselves because we have to pay ourselves to be able to, you know, put food on our table and eat, right? Well, I would expect um, you to pay yourselves, <laughs> just FYI. <laughs> and if we don't do that, then we can't help anybody. No, right? absolutely. So, <laughs> So that's the, you know, we're not paying ourselves a, a stupid amount, but we're paying ourselves enough to <laughs> do what we do. Yeah. And the other thing is we're very open to people's feedback. So, you know, people checking out our website, you know, we've had a few people actually see our website and say, listen, we can't, you know, it's all well and good that you're doing this, but we can't see the exact dollar amount that you're donating all this sort of stuff. So. Um, we're very open to feedback and we're very conscious about the fact that, you know, sometimes it can be a bit of a touchy game to be in when it comes to like charity and, and this sort of stuff. So, yeah, so we're just open to feedback, open for people to, you know, give us some insight into if they've got some experience with different industry, with this industry, sorry. And uh, hence why we connected with B1G1 and because we followed them for quite a while. I've met Paul personally a few years back and I'm you know, very confident in what they do as well. So, yeah, just wanted to bring that up as well. That sounds really good. And I think at the end of the day, Kristen, you know, I mean, you're right. If we're a community and we all work together as a community, that's how we're going to, um, you know, achieve really great, great results and leverage off each other's skills. Is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners in terms of how they can get in contact with you? What are your website details? All of that type of stuff, just so the listeners out there can actually get on and get connected with you. So we're on the standard platforms, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram. We're actually on TikTok now. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> After, I think everyone's on yeah. TikTok now, aren't they? We're still trying to figure it out though. Some of the young people are so creative with their, like, it's almost like, oh, <laughs> and it's almost a full-time job just doing that. I'll give you my 10-year-old's phone number and you can give her a call. I'm sure she'll be able to give you a quick um, a quick they, lesson on how to use it. So, yeah, you can reach us on any of the standard social media channels or um, you can go to connected.coffee. So that's like literally connected.coffee, not 
connectedcoffee.com or connectedcoffee.com.au. It's literally connected.coffee. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so connected.coffee one, yeah. is your website. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. One thing I want to just give a quick shout out to, so the people that help us make those contributions happen is a company organization called B1G1. Buy one, give one. Buy one, give one. Okay. Yeah, they're a fantastic company. They're the ones that help us. Like we use their platform to be able to, they pre-select the charities, they audit the charities, they do. So they're, they're the guys that we've partnered with to do the actual contribution part. So I just want to give a quick shout out to those guys on the team and, and Paul Dunn for helping us make that happen. Without them, it would almost be impossible for us to do what we do. So big shout out to them too. And I'd recommend you check out their site as well. No. For any business that would like to potentially maybe not do 100% social enterprise, 100% profit donation, but you know, be able to make a little bit of an impact with whatever they're doing in, in their business. No, thank you, Kristen. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this afternoon. Um, and I'm sure our listeners will have great insights into some of the stuff that you've shared with us this afternoon. And really look forward to um, seeing you again soon. It was great to connect with you, Jenna. You too. Thank you for listening to the Coffee Commune podcast. Remember to subscribe and rate this show wherever you're listening. 